Okay. So. Oh, what? Yeah, sorry. Come forward. Yeah, we are recording officially. <laughs> Gossiping about other people. Right. So this is episode three. Welcome to uh, Gorilla and Safari. We are in Kew Gardens. No, it's the Royal Botanic Gardens. Kew. Okay. <laughs> A World Heritage Site for something something. Uh, we've been here for a few hours now already, right? Yeah, correct. Now, how long have we been here? It's about wow. three, three, three and a half hours. hours. Yeah. Three and a half hours. And we've only walked through half of it. It's an amazing, serene... Wait, what are we looking at? Three listening projects. So it looks like these transparent umbrellas with something on the inside hanging on the inside of the trees. Oh, you can go and listen inside. Well, let's go on. Let's go and listen. Oh, they're having technical problems. But so it's these yes, sort of umbrellas with speakers in them, and I think they they amplify the sound of the trees. Oh, I assume that's what. Should we have a read once this gentleman is finished? Um, but we thought we'd we'd do the introduction to the podcast um, in situ, right? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> While we are walking, we just crossed the very nice bridge. Yes. Uh, so what is this saying? Alex Metcalf is a designer. Yes. Um, he explores new ways of engaging with the natural world. For the past 13 years, his focus has been the tree listening project, which has traveled around the world, allowing people to experience the sounds hidden within trees. The sounds you will hear while standing beneath the dome speakers are of two types, natural and classical music. It's very ooh. Yeah, very ooh. Yes. So, and then, of course, Kew Gardens is right beneath the flight path for Heathrow Airport. No, we're not going anywhere. We're, we're not those sorts of people. We don't just jet around the world. We are poor folk just trying to earn a, a decent living. Right? Correct. <laughs> so where to, mister? We said we want to do... We're oh, going to go to G. Go what is G? Let me just have a look. G is Minka House and Bamboo Gardens. Bamboo Gardens, yes. So it's an amazing collection of cultural rarities from around the world. It's got some greenhouses and, and that sort of thing. So it's actually... Uh, I actually can't believe how peaceful and serene and beautiful this place is, considering it's in the heart of London. Well, heart-ish of London. It's on West London near Heathrow. Uh, what do you think? I mean, gorilla. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Gonna have to do some editing it's, again. Eh? The, only, the only thing that actually reminds you of being in a big metro city is the aeroplanes going up and down. But other than that, you can completely get lost inside of here. That's for sure. Very fresh. It's actually a cool day today, so it's crisp. Touch of the air on your skin. Mm. Very nice. Love it. <laughs> Okay, so I think that's, yes, I think that's a lovely intro to our, our episode 3 podcast. Uh, thank you for all of you who have uh, sent us your feedback. The email address if you want to get in touch is gorillaandsafari at gmail.com. That's gorilla and safari. One so word. gorilla, A-N-D, safari, one word, at gmail.com. Get in touch if you want to send us your feedback. Right, this is Gorilla and Safari. Welcome to the journey, episode three.
Wow. So we we introduced episode three when we were still in London, Kew Gardens. So you would have just heard us talking about start of episode three. And now we could not be further from central London and Kew Gardens. We are we're sat on a rock and uh, Gorilla and myself are looking over at uh, Thurlmere Lake and which for those of you who know your lakes we're up in the Lake District and it is a stunning stunning day wouldn't you say? Yeah it's very picturesque. Yeah I keep using the, the phrase painfully beautiful <laughs> and I, I really think it, that is what it is it's something so it's too beautiful, I think. Yeah, I could fully agree with you. I mean, yeah. This is something that, I mean, at least for, for me, that I just see on television. So it's definitely something to see it in person. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Gorilla and Safari, episode three, uh, in the Lake District. Well, after Kew Gardens. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a big jump, because a lot <laughs> happened in between as well. <laughs> <laughs> yes, so for, we might do a next episode and do it as a, as a backtrack. Yes, I mean we owe our one listener uh, an explanation as to why there's been, uh, I guess, a two-week uh, gap between our our record our episode two and episode three, and I guess we'll get into that in a second. Uh, and if uh, you know if if you are a new listener and uh, join us and want to send us your view, like uh, our one dedicated listener <coughs> hashtag sister in china uh you can get in touch with us and the email address is gorilla safari no gorilla and safari <laughs> okay at, let's do it again for those of you who want to get in touch with us the email address is gorilla and safari at gmail.com gorilla and safari i just want to say for the listener s in brackets if there's more thanks for joining in it's it is you, you make it worth it you make every time we want to record super exciting for our one right right so i think we're recording again we examined the external mic what's it saying examine the external mic i actually don't think it's the mic maybe your finger touches the maybe, screen maybe yes. stops okay right so we've been having some uh, technical difficulties out here uh, with our live broadcast <laughs> so I'll just keep an eye on it to make sure it carries on recording but uh, so we, we actually were talking for about 15 minutes <laughs> and then I realized that uh, the recording had stopped so all that podcast gold um, has been lost. I mean, that stuff could have won us the podcasting awards. Yeah, exactly. Oh my word. I'm so sorry. Hashtag drama. Yeah. Anyway, so so we actually had launched into like quite a deep uh, topic, <laughs> which was the explanation as to to why it's been a two week gap since since we we did episode two, and then of course I you also lost my my beautiful description of our walk up to Helvellyn and back down, oh, yeah, and is Chris, true. the South African. So literally in thirty seconds, uh, walked up from Thelmia Lake up to Helvellyn, beautiful walk. Met a random South African guy who lives in Gloucester. Hey, Chris, you probably won't listen to it. Uh, <laughs> lovely chap. He was with his family and two daughters. Uh, and it turns out he was born in Luansha, which is the town next to where I was born, Kitwe in the Copper Belt of Zambia, uh, and his wife as well, which is just a beautiful coincidence, I think. Yeah. And he was a lovely chap. And uh, I think the last thirty minutes, I walked with him whilst uh, 
gorilla here marched onto the top of Helvellyn, uh, which was, uh, in in two words, how would you sum up the top of Helvellyn in two words? Ooh. That's one. <laughs> stunningly beautiful. Stunningly beautiful, yes. Yeah. Everything here is stunningly beautiful. And well, actually, that's what we were saying, that the, the hills, if the hills had ears, the one phrase that hear a lot of is... Oh, whoa. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. I oh. also think um, people going down, the other would be, you're almost there. <laughs> you're almost there. <laughs> I keep, I've been, when I've been talking to people going down, I've been saying, oh, I guess this is a colloquial greeting. How's it going? And I feel like some people want to say, it's fucking tiring. Yeah. Oh, boop. No, no, apparently we can swear, right? Yeah. Okay, fine. Okay, so, uh, so this, this was today and we were walking back down and we thought, let's, uh, let's record uh, episode three here. I mean. Uh, Kew Gardens was beautiful, but now we're in in real nature in 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 you know the Lake District and National Park, mm -hmm. which is also a UNESCO World Heritage Site. Yeah, the whole of the Peak District for cultural and uh, <coughs> nature reasons. So stunning, uh, right? And then we started talking about oh, really? That's really irritating that it's it was anyway. <laughs> so we started talking about uh, what has happened, and it's been. Yeah a thread of friends and family in the last two weeks, I was saying. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's about the relationships, the, the, the sort of weird dynamics that you have and the difference in those dynamics that you have between your friends and your family. And uh, so Gorilla was asking where we should start. And I thought, well, let's just start at the beginning of two weeks ago. Yeah, let's, uh, be, uh, this was one of the top, or if not the main reason, coming to the UK was... Um, Yes. Safari's friend's wedding. Yes. Right. What did uh, you say we're going to refer Right, his name? right. We, so we, we'll, we'll call him Porig. <laughs> oh, that's such a funny name. <laughs> it's an Irish name spelled P A D R A I C. Porig. Oh. Yeah. I also think of a porcupine. When I, when I hear the word, I'm like, okay. But it's not a porcupine. No, so Porig. So yeah. Porig uh, is, is one of my friends. And. Uh, he, he decided to get married about two years ago and he asked me to be the best man, which was amazing. Oh, and I was saying, sorry, this is where I interrupted again last time around, but I know I think what the wedding, uh, the wedding, the podcast episode three will be called, which is My Red Wedding. Uh, I can answer that now because I know. <laughs> <laughs> I so, no, that's cheating because you know what... You it's know not what cheating, ask. it's... <laughs> okay, so, so the Red Wedding refers to... This wedding where everyone—it's in, in Game of Thrones. So Spoiler alert! Yeah, it's a—it's a wedding where everyone gets slaughtered. Yeah, not in a drunk way, but in a murdered sort of way. Yeah. <laughs> so hence, hence being called the Red Wedding. <laughs> <laughs> right. So so again, just as a side note, no one got murdered. Um, not literally. Maybe metaphorically, a relationship was murdered. So um, and, and then uh, yeah. Okay. So right. So this time we haven't actually hit the punchline so we can just explain through what happened right yeah so uh back to it so coronavirus happened plans go into the shitter and uh weddings uh, kind of postponed and then in the last six months of course it's been back on because the restrictions were due to be lifted in england and um uh, on the 21st they were meant to be completely lifted but of course they weren't so some restrictions remained yeah anyway so before we left Riyadh. 
to come here. We had made a plan as to what we would do in the week after we had quarantined. So we quarantined and then it would be a week before the wedding and we'd, you know, you know, basically like the A-team flying, sort out shit, problems. Oh, now you said that we can swear. I'm just swearing. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> right, so, you know, we can sort out uh, stuff and organize and plan for the wedding and then, you know, Bob's your uncle sort of thing. Yeah, it's still recording. Good. Right, so, and then uh, in the sort of a, a few days, literally a few days before the wedding, and to be honest, I really want to do an abridged version of this because it becomes hideously boring and childish. But a few days before the wedding, um, Porig's uh, fiance and wife-to-be uh, texts us, I guess, yeah. um, uh, asking us how we'd like our beef to be done. Yeah. And I'm wondering to myself, this is such a trivial detail, and also, haven't we got other things to be dealing with? I just before you continue with your story, did she ask us how we would like our meat done, or <laughs> did she ask you? Because this is when yes. things started to become like, mm, what's yes, going on? Yeah, this is when the, the the bacon started unwrapping off the sausage. Yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, you already know. However, you want your meat, it's going to end up being well done. <laughs> <laughs> I, I actually I, anyway. So, so she asked me how I wanted my beef, and I replied, of course, that for both of us, medium well was fine. Yeah. I mean, I like mine medium well. I know you like yours basically just straight off the cow. Um, right, and then as soon as I sent that response, she then says, ooh, have you spoken to Porig? And I went, well, you know, we made the plan, but we haven't spoken, exchanged text messages. She goes, you probably need to speak to him. So I try and call Porig, nothing. Uh, text messages nothing I say do you want to grab some fish and chips because we really wanted fish and chips and the response was it is not a appropriate meal before a wedding yes and maybe uh, not the exact words but that was the gist that of was it. the gist of it and I actually love your response to it which was well there are <laughs> other food you can have right <laughs> yeah exa exactly I mean sure we can oh, we wouldn't mind eating healthy we just came out of fucking quarantine and we, I take out the whole time so for sure we also want to look sensual and hot for your wedding man <laughs> I mean any anyway so the point was we there was an offer you know grab some some food and just get together before the wedding and that unfortunately did not happen yes it didn't happen so i couldn't get through and then i think a day went past and uh so porig's fiance then what should we call porig's fiance um xiao men uh, so Xiaomen, then actually that's that's intense. I'm not gonna remember <laughs> Xiaomen. Okay, so Xiaomen then calls me uh, and says, uh, "You really need to speak to him because he's really. I'm not sure if upset was what she said, but um, he definitely wasn't happy with something." Uh, so I'm then thinking alarm bells and all going off because I had no idea that he was upset with something. Yeah. So uh, I try and call him, nothing. I try and text him, he's not responded. So, uh, and in my head, of course, I'm thinking, oh, yeah, is it because uh, there's something about the stag dude that we cancelled that he actually wanted something doing again, but he never said anything. Um, and uh, we, you know, we sort of uh, talked about the tasks uh, for the wedding, but nothing really, um, uh, apart from maybe my speech, helping out with the, uh, the, the dress, yeah. the, the groom's dress, nothing really came out of that. So, but of course, all of this is, is hypothetical because I haven't spoken to him. And now, what actually happened after that? 
Um, uh, oh right, then I suggested we go over yeah. because they, you know, uh, Xiaomen and Porig live. Here. That name is actually quite difficult. <laughs> 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 they they only live in uh, in West London, which is only about literally about thirty minutes on the tube um, from from Bank where we were staying. Uh, and then she says, "No, that's a bad idea." And mm. this is when my real alarm bells went off because I'm thinking, you know, this is a really good friend. And we're only days away from the wedding. To not even be able to go and see him is just yeah such a weird situation to be in. And because that was the night we we grabbed the Mexican food after the churros truck, and then we said maybe we just pitch up with maybe some alcohol or balloon or whatever. Yes. And just surprise him, but yeah. Yeah, and if, and we also had um, the wedding present. That <laughs> I feel you need to you need to talk more about this as well because this almost sounds similar to the invitation to have a, a bite to eat. What bite to eat? When we say let's go for fish and chips. Oh so right. So yes. for me, it's like a similar thing. Yes. Yeah. So I then said, uh, "Can we? Can I come over and I, I'll drop your your." wedding gift over mainly as a precursor to actually have an actual conversation and see the person uh whom i'm meant to be standing by uh you know when when uh, he gets married to xiaomeng uh and and the response to this was oh we don't want wedding presents mm -mm. and i'd spoken to him before and uh, what is what he said was they're not going to put a wedding a gift list out because it was short notice to the wedding so they didn't want to inconvenience people too too much which is quite different to not wanting wedding gifts and then i responded we already have it and it's here um, and i mean the wedding gift it's it's a bit of a random one but it's something we'd actually spent time uh, and quite a bit of effort bringing over and and uh, you know I, th I thought i thought obviously i thought it was a nice gift <laughs> no it was definitely because it, it came all the way from riyadh yeah and we yeah. tried to look and for before some... that from afghanistan <laughs> <laughs> so the whole the whole idea behind the carpet was that it's something more or less well let's hope uh, like authentic and it did come from Afghanistan. It, it's a beautiful carpet at the end of the day. And I think it's also a nice piece to any house. But then to hear, they just don't want it. Yes. Um, so that was just très bizarre. Yeah. And uh, so so that didn't go anywhere. So that communication then ended there. Uh, and then we sort of, uh, we had our own little dramas, I guess, in, 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 in that time. But then we had, um, we had dinner with uh, some of my friends. Uh, and then We're not meant to say their names. <laughs> so, um, so Safari, uh, why am I talking about yeah, myself? So Gorilla and Safari met some of Safari's other friends. I can't remember their secret names now. What are their secret names? Uh, we can just call them... Hansel and Gretel. <laughs> but they were like brother and sister. What? Weren't Hansel and Gretel brother and sister? Yes, they were. Yeah, so they can't... No, so these friends cannot be called Hansel and Gretel. Well, okay, well, we, we've done Hansel. Okay, <laughs> so Hansel... So we, we sit down with Hansel and Gretel and uh, I relay this, this sort of whole drama that's been going on. And uh, their advice, which is pretty sensible advice, is, is just try and talk to Porig mm -hmm. and uh, get it sorted out. And yes, of course, very sound advice. But if the person won't return your call, the messages are cold 
and yeah. also you can't physically go there which I guess I could have actually just gone there and try and sort it out but that seems just so uh, ultimatum like yeah uh, so so after that uh, the only thing I could do is say well if you won't pick up then I'll just send him a text message and of course once we go into text message territory uh, you cannot read emotion you cannot read tone uh, all you read are the letters that are jumbled next to each other and mm -hmm. you take from it what you will right yeah and uh, so I just said look we we don't feel very welcome but I'm not sure what has happened and the response to that was oh my word just just even thinking about it now just makes my blood boil a little so it turns out uh, uh, mainly I guess there were two things maybe I'll just summarize this two yeah. things and you can jump in yeah. and, and, and correct me so the two things were is one I'd assumed that I could have a plus one mm -hmm. right so uh, apparently from two years ago when this invitation was issued to me and um, I had continuously uh, uh, you know, just assumed that I would have a plus one. So in all my conversations with them, I'd always mentioned that uh, Gorilla would be coming with me, um, and this apparently had irritated him a lot. So my response to that was, "Why didn't you say something? Yeah. If my assumption was incorrect, yeah. why didn't you say something?" And of course, the pandemic—we all, know, the whole flipping world knows that everyone's plans went into the can. So. Uh, you know, if there was a, a, a drastic change in plan, just let people know what it is. For sure. And neither one of us would have argued about it if said, well, we can only have 40 people, therefore plus ones are cancelled or yeah. whatever. Yeah, 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 exactly. Right. So, so that was one thing. The other thing then was also about uh, not being involved in the wedding planning and, and activities. And this one came as a shock to me because um, obviously there was a speech that I was trying to, to plan for and with Porig I tried to um, you know get in touch with some of his family members but then I was told he was sensitive about that which actually then made me realize I, I'd never really interacted with any of his family members mm. before I guess some friendships are like that um, I, and, and so the you know bottom line there he was he, he wasn't happy with my level of engagement there which is just I guess fair enough if you're him uh, surprising if you're me you know and and that's sort of two sides of the same coin I guess uh, so all of this and uh, and this was in literally two two text three text messages an exchange of that and the bottom line was just as I said well, on the basis of that um, you know just there's no way I could see myself. Uh, attending the wedding, mm. um, giving a speech as, as to how remarkable this gentleman was, um, and in what regard I, I held him, it just it just didn't seem. Yeah, no, I fully possible. agree. Yeah. What your position on But I mean, for, for me though, it was more of how you were feeling about it. Yeah, I mean, go on. <laughs> I, 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 I'm gonna be honest. <laughs> I, I was. <laughs> I'm surprised that I wasn't shocked to hear the news. I mean, because we were in the process of just buying me what I needed for this wedding, <laughs> like to finish my, because I had a suit made, but ended up making three because I was just happy with the first one. And just emphasize three tailored suits. <laughs> and then I still needed shoes, shirts, tie, you know, the whole shebang. So I was excited to to be in the UK and then go to the, the shops. And then when we stumbled across, the, what was the place the same we bought the shoes? Oh, um, uh, oh, whatever. Whatever the name was. But I ended up buying two pairs of shoes there because they were super nice. So I think you at the time already then might have known. Uh, yeah, so that uh, yeah, so at that stage in the morning, I'd known 
that there was no, there basically wasn't going to be a wedding to go to. But I guess you still need to choose and you're very excited about it. Yeah, so that's why I feel like I I can't really say I was sad because I was just happy to find something that also fit my fucking feet. (laughs) So, uh, but to think about, I think what I was thinking about was Porik's point of view and then also yours because I'll have to give this to to him is that they they kept everyone in the loop regarding the changes around COVID and that the people become less and less but what was not clear was the plus one thing so that that's the only thing I could think of and I was actually also thinking the other day could we have done it better and just be like okay well I am not able to join you but maybe you should just go instead but then it went in so far already that it was just not gonna because it became about more than that it was more than just you know there was a miscommunication or misunderstanding about numbers and it became more about my level of engagement and interest uh, and and essentially how bad of a friend I'd been in in helping Porik organized for his wedding yeah which i actually don't agree with because when we were still in riyadh you did mood boards with looks and and the looks were basically canned as well so we didn't he didn't end up choosing any of them yeah he didn't end up choosing any any of the the things (laughs) so whenever he asked you for something you were quick to to do something or propose something and then it got canned in any case So it, it's a, this is a very interesting thing because Safari is quite, his friends are like a, a vital part of him, I feel. If, if you look at Hansel and Gretel, they are that, like, I, I, I actually like them so much. And um, I was super excited to meet everyone along the way. So I've met family, I've met friends. So I was excited to meet the, the wedding couple. So unfortunately that didn't happen, but I don't know, how, how, how do you feel currently? Do you think the friendship has oh. gone with the wind or it's just going to be time, I guess? Yeah, I guess. Uh, maybe when I say my red wedding, <laughs> that's, that's a, little, a little dramatic. Oh. And, um, you know, to, to end a 17-year friendship mm. without actually even speaking yeah. to each other seems remarkable, but at the same time, I, I really don't see immediately steps back from that, which is such a shame because mm. um, old friends uh, rarely come by, come by every day. And that, at least for me, you know, it's one of the most valuable things in my life, I think. So I don't know, but right now I just feel like it's, um, yeah, it's a friendship that's gone by the wayside mm. a little. I think you and I can both agree we do wish both of them the best of luck. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I guess even on the day of the wedding, we were thinking that, you know, whatever's happened, at least they're getting married. They're doing what they wanted to do, which is to get married. um, And and they've had a lot of ups and and downs, as as has everyone, whether you're getting married or not, whether it's, it's being confined to your own apartment alone for months on end yeah exactly uh not seeing anyone or you know being stuck out in the middle of nowhere or um trying to arrange a wedding or, or giving birth um because mm. you know uh, which one's gretel <laughs> you yes. know i had a child during, <laughs> during covid um as has oh my god all these couples that will need names um uh, so i have two friends who've had children during covid uh, as well as other family drama and and, and, and 
the heartache. Um, so, you know, it's been difficult for everyone. So the fact that they're getting married and it is is fantastic, and, yeah. and we were looking forward to sharing in that joy and happiness. Um, so, so at the very least, we wish them. Yeah, the for very, sure. Very I mean, best. what we explain now was just surface stuff, I guess. But if you think about wedding is for friends and family, and then some of, like you said. Um, it's quite sensitive with some of his family members. So you curate your group of people. You want to go there so carefully. And then the pandemic pandemic comes in and then you have to chop even your curated group of friends. So <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's, it's difficult to say he's right, he's wrong. Communication was obviously something, but it doesn't affect how we feel like they should just be happy and enjoy their time now. Now they're married and can move on. Yes, yes. Oh my word. Strange. Uh, the sun, actually, the, by the way, the sun, oh. the sun has just broken through the clouds and it's hitting my back. It's nice. And it's uh, there's a, such a warm glow that's going through me right now, in sharp contrast to my emotions, which are <laughs> a, a torrent of, of just like conflicting thoughts and um, of feelings. Yeah. So I, I guess you know, and actually, I, I, I think maybe this should just be a, a topic in and of itself. Yeah. And we yeah, leave yeah. everything else. Agree. But after, after, I mean, after they had the wedding, um, we, we sort of, we, we still did stuff in London, but it, but it was weird because those two days or three days or whatever should have been at the wedding, before the wedding, at the wedding, the day after the wedding, and just, I guess, just celebrating the joy that comes with, and I love a good wedding. Yeah, same, agree. Oh man, I mean, the, the thing is, they said no dancing at this wedding. I was like, well, whose mother can I dance with? Because <laughs> I, I love, uh, I love dancing with the mums. They're always so much fun, um, except I'm usually quite sweaty. Uh, I remember dancing with Hansel's mother in, in France, and that was a sweaty affair. And unfortunately, there's photographic evidence where I'm just sweaty as anything. Uh, yeah. But I'm an enthusiastic dancer. Yeah. You should, um, as my aunt was saying, life is for living. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so dance with other people's mothers. <laughs> we'll get back to the aunt as well in the next one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So stay tuned for episode four, uh, where we talk about my aunt, my drunk aunt, <laughs> my aunt, my aunt. <laughs> oh, there's a lot of fun things that happened when I met this family. <laughs> yeah. So I, I think twins. Uh, I really, uh, I, I, I think that was such a. It's good. I think it's not. It happened at the start of our our trip through uh, the UK because it really did sour my mood for quite a few days, yeah. and still is to be honest. But uh, I guess it's a bit better now. Um, but just super dramatic, super unexpected, and it's one of those things where I even tried to to check my ego. You know, to not let my ego get in the way of resolving the problem, and I would quite happily have mm. groveled or whatever it was, mm -hmm. just to make sure that we were, um, you know, Porik had his day, uh, the way his day should be, yeah, with his friends and family, uh, and all the rest of it, yeah. But hey ho, this is life, and and life. Yeah, no life one is exempt from yeah, any of this. Life can be a biatch, <laughs> or whatever the equivalent of a. Of a What's a male biatch? I don't know. Swine. <laughs> Life can be a biatch and a swine. <laughs> Obviously, those are two different animals. Um, so, so you just get on with it and, and live with it. So, I don't know. Let us know your thoughts. What, 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 what would you have done 
in a situation like that. Yeah, um, this could be. Uh, please do write write to us. We want to reread it back to you with maybe an answer. But it's always always nice to hear yes. what others would have done. Yes, gorillaandsafari at gmail.com. Yes. Um, or if you're on Anchor, you can actually leave us a voice message on Anchor, um, or any other means. You know, look, there's only one listener here, so just text us, okay? Girl, <laughs> you have our WhatsApp deets. <laughs> <laughs> also, um, are, are we done with this topic? Yeah, because we're, we're going to close up. Because right? I'm just thinking we did this nice hike. Climate was perfect. How do you end a hike like this apart from doing a podcast? You go back to your apartment or hotel or guest house. We can actually see Kevin. almost where the hotel is from yeah. here. Yeah. Well, I can't because of the trees. Take a lekker shower and then you head out to a pub for some nice food and a beer. Ooh. Windermere. So we're going to go south to Lake Windermere, uh, where Beatrix Potter, is that her name? Yes, Beatrix Potter. Say Potter again. Potter. <laughs> Harry Potter. Anyway, she wrote Peter Rabbit. Yeah, so. Yeah, well, thanks for tuning in to episode three of Gorilla and Safari. Welcome to the journey. But you need to do the ending for this, right? I don't have a glass or a knife. With me. <laughs> I can't even mimic the noise. Okay. Well, thanks for joining us. Do write to us if you uh, if you want to gorillansafari at gmail.com uh, and we'll see you or you can listen to what am I trying to say? <laughs> <laughs> you can tune in to episode 4 uh, next time around, which will hopefully be in a week's time or something like that. All right. Well, take it easy everyone and uh, get married or do whatever and be happy, I think. That's the message. Yes. Yeah. Thank you for tuning in. This has been episode 3 my red wedding. Bye bye. Okay. <laughs>